Hello everyone and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. Always discovering new pimples. That's what we're doing here. Oh, it's living in a pit of despair. Um, suffering from greasy and chubbies. Constantly horny and mad about it. Um, that would be a funny t-shirt. Anyway, Casey and I have just returned. We took Grandma to a movie and to a Texas roadhouse. And uh, I'm ready. To, I'm prepared to talk about that. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else to recap. I, I don't know. I mean, we've been going over so much these last couple days about our trip to Steamboat Springs and this deep, this deep frustration that you feel like the world is a sim game, a simulator, like a railroad tycoon or something. And you want to improve, you want to make suggestions. And because of our age and our um, position, we don't have this, like we can't just wave a finger. Our complaints aren't looked after by a fleet of eager to please um, I, I don't know. Steamboat, the craziness was that you can tell, you know, there's a lot of potential. And so many places on this world, um, the potential has come and gone. A lot of the times, that's big cities. They have this, like, strange feeling of unrealized potential mixed with exhausted potential, right? That you go, oh, I... You know, of course London is going to, there's going to be good things coming out of London in years to come. It's London, right? But at the same time, every inch of London's developed. So you can tell that the potential there really lays within the, uh, the youth, right? Well, Steamboat is a place where the potential, I think, so obviously lies in the, the earth and, uh, the downtown and you just, yeah, I don't know. You get this idea that like, how crazy is it that they don't have geothermal heating for this whole downtown and heated sidewalks? I mean, people must come here and slip and break their hips by the dozen, right? And they don't have heated sidewalks, even though there's like bubbling springs. They haven't upgraded the springs. A lot of them are just frozen puddles in the winter because um, they're just outdoors in like a janky pavilion uh, i don't it, it, stuff like that right the hotel that we stayed in just had this torturous shower and uh, little pedestal sinks and like just weirdness weird fits and furnishings so you you can't help but always be like man this would be an easy place to make a lot better right and of course, then when we got our car stuck in the snow, a big part of that focus came to, you know, our, our personal situation where we have these two vehicles that are like two sides of a coin, two very diametrically opposed, uh, an old beater gas car and a vintage EV, um, one of which can't do road trips. The other one is like very taxing to drive. I mean, like hurts your back you know you have to use your core muscles to turn it sometimes because it's just so like old and then it, i don't know a big part of it was thinking there's so much energy intensity living at the top of the world whether it be walden 
or um, those other ranches up there, or then the other side on steamboat. Like in those harsh climates and uh, circumstances, of course you use a ton of energy to heat your house and to drive your big truck around because if you get anywhere near snow, you'd better have like a large thing to uh, get unstuck. So we were really thinking like, man, if you could wave a wand too and have these people understand how much better electrification would be for them, even though this is coal country. This is coal and cattle country, a place where the people are very salt of the earth, but also destroying the earth more than anybody. I mean, those are people up there that, are, that have mega pollution problems. And uh, you're going you're to pry them away from their cold dead fingers. You know what I mean? So that's been a fixation, I'll say. Um, then today we woke up and I mean, it's been a very meaty couple of days, man. I'm kind of over it. I, uh, like we need to get groceries in the coming days. And it's one of those that I don't, I'm I'm just like, can it just be tomatoes? Can we just eat tomatoes and lettuce and, and, uh, garbanzo beans for the next month until Christmas? Because I'm, I feel gross, you know? Anyway, we went to the menu with Grandma, and it's uh, Ray Fines and those two alien-looking people um, who weren't really the main characters. Ray Fines was. And it is a movie that was good, but felt like it had some serious deleted scenes that maybe would have patched everything together, um, flushed out some of the points a little bit more. The motivations were a little bit cartoonish from people. And, um, yeah, I don't know, even one, an, a prologue scene would have even been like, wow. And maybe that's what it's missing was a prologue. I mean, think about that. It opens with those two weird looking ones standing outside, getting ready to go. What if it showed you some insight to the kitchen staff, for instance, the sous chef right before. And you're like, oh, cool. I mean, there was just a lot to be desired maybe from this movie it was satirical. It was in your face. I mean, it wasn't exactly, uh, I don't know, man. It wasn't exactly like a subtle movie. Um, there was a cheeseburger scene where there could have been a lot less sound design. I don't want to hear someone's mouth muscles as they chew ever. I hate that. Um, you know what I mean? And here, we're going to get graphic, sexually graphic for a moment. So if you're not into it, skip 15 seconds. Um, it, I don't want it to... I, there's a time and a place for it to sound like someone's getting their throat rammed, right? Drooled, running down their chin as they're... And it's not when you're eating. And it's not a pin drop silent scene except for the juiciest... I hate that. So that was a big negative for me. And then, yeah, I don't know. It was just like kind of... There was definitely a couple really good moments in the movie, a couple really funny things that they did, but uh, for the most part, you were just left kind of being like, what? This is a murder mystery dinner party movie, right? This is a everyone gets invited to a place... And then there's a murder mystery basically going on is the deviation of this movie. And um, 
that's not been atypical lately, actually. There have been a lot of those kinds of whodunits. And this wasn't a whodunit, but it fits that archetype. Um, so it's a competitive arena. And the thing you most want from those movies, I think, are the flushings out of all of your characters to make any of them interesting. And in this movie, the only somewhat interesting character was Ray Fiennes, the chef, and uh, they chose to leave it mysterious, to, leave, to, to not really fill you in, which is disappointing. So there's that. Then we went to Texas Roadhouse, and I guess I didn't realize that it was a very limited menu of meat, and uh, ordered a Caesar salad, but they forgot to bring it. And then they asked if we would rather just have it taken off the check. And I was like, no, I still need and want that Caesar salad. Thank you. And then had that. But only a burger because I knew it was a steakhouse. But I figured, I don't know, at a steakhouse you can get like fettuccine or something usually. Um, I ended up getting a cheeseburger. So did Casey. So I had a lot of cheeseburgers this weekend. And even though I do love them, they make me feel kind of sluggish and greasy this many of them in a row. Um, so that's what I mean, right? That's what I mean. Anyway, thank you very much. Come again tomorrow.